Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. I'm Carl, I'm an addict. This is the Just for Today reading for November the 19th, titled The Language of Empathy. The addict would find from the start as much identification as each needed to convince himself that he could stay clean. By the example of others who had recovered for many years, basic text, page 85. Many of us attended our first meeting and not being entirely sure that NA was for us, found much to criticize. Either we felt as though no one had suffered like we had or that we hadn't suffered enough. But as we listened, we started to hear something new a wordless language with its roots in recognition, belief, and faith, the language of empathy. Desiring to belong, we kept listening. We find all the identification we need as we learn to understand and speak the language of empathy. To understand this special special language, we listen with our hearts. The language of empathy uses few words. It feels more than it speaks. It doesn't preach or lecture, it listens. It can reach out and touch the spirit of another addict without a single spoken word. Fluency in the language of empathy comes to us through practice. The more we use it with other addicts in our higher power, the more we understand this language. It keeps us coming back. Just for today, I will listen with my heart. With each passing day, I will become more fluent in the language of empathy. Thanks for letting me read. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just For Today meditation with our returning guest, Paul M. Hey, Paul, welcome back to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Douglas. Good to be with you. I'm glad you can make it, bro. So, Paul, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yes, I uh, got clean January 6, 1995. I attend meetings in the New Orleans area and sometimes in Pensacola, Florida. And um, my home group is the Open Mind Group of Narcotics Anonymous meets Monday nights, either in person or on Zoom, uh, 7.30 Monday nights in New Orleans. We'd love to see you. All right, very cool. So Paul, let's transition to the just for today. Can you share your thoughts on the language of empathy? Language of empathy. You know, I read it and I thought it says um, that the language of empathy is quiet. And so I thought that uh, it it says, and touch the spirit of another addict without a single spoken word. So I thought we could just sit here for 15 minutes and be quiet. (laughs) And just have our spirits touching. (laughs) (laughs) It would be better probably than my ramblings for 15 minutes, but uh, but, uh, dead air is dead air. So I'll I'll keep plugging Mm -hmm. along. Um, So um, empathy, you know, it 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 is about love but I, I have to get there. I don't walk in with it. And I don't, I don't walk in able to do it. And I don't walk in able to receive it. And I think I received it before I was able to give it. 
Um, so if you're new and it's, it feels really weird that these people are coming at you, trying to hug you and, you know, ask you about yourself and all of that can be a little off-putting, you know, when we first walk in, we're so raw, we're so, you know, everything kind of hurts. Um, but it is, if we let it in, it does soothe that rawness. So if you can just kind of let it in, you know, like those first treatments on a burn victim are painful. They're painful. And that's what we walk in here is just exposed, raw people. And we have to, we have to let people come and help us. You know, we have to let the nursing staff in to, to, to get some healing. I did a little research before today on empathy and, and I was reading this article and it was interesting. They said there's three types of empathy. I did not know any about anything about this. Uh, there's cognitive empathy, there's emotional empathy, and there's compassionate empathy. And, and cognitive is that we're able to see how someone else thinks. And I think that that's very important in our world today, in our kind of schismed world is the ability to just see how somebody else might be thinking about something. You know, sometimes I sit in a, I sit in a meeting, uh, a service meeting, you know, the business meeting after the meeting and there's people going at it and they both love the program. They both love their home group. They both love their fellowship, but they're on two sides. And, and if we could stop in that moment and just for a moment, see how someone else is thinking, it, it, could, it could help, it can change us. The emotional one is where you can feel what someone else is feeling. I mean, I think that's the more, that's the more common one that we associate with the word empathy. And um, I, I was, we were doing the basic text study last night, uh, just a plug for the basic text study right there. Um, but, um, one of the people on the study was sharing and I felt my eyes start to water. I felt connected. I felt that moment with her. And um, I, I thought to myself when I was, cause I knew this was coming today. And I thought to myself, you know, 25 years ago, I would have never, I would have, you know, quickly kind of wiped my eyes. I wouldn't let you see it. I would have never talked about it like I did how I was feeling about it. I would have never let you in enough to see that I had been affected. And I think, you know, I was reflecting on that today is why is that so, so painful to let you know that I'm feeling something? Why do I recoil at that? And I, I thought about it and I, I thought there was, cause there's this little, there's this little gay boy inside who has, who was, publicly humiliated for being himself mm. and he didn't he doesn't want anybody else to ever do that to him again so he's gonna shut that shit down as fast as possible and I don't think that's a uh, that's a, a gay boy thing I think that's a human thing that we have been you know I'll give you something to cry about was what my mother used to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You know, 
that having feelings was overwhelming for other people as well. And they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to see it. They get embarrassed by it. They don't know what to say. All of those things I hear people say, I don't know what to say. And this meditation is very specific. You don't have to say anything. The language of empathy is not verbal. All you have to do is be present. I don't know if I can sponsor that guy. I don't know enough about this. I don't know if I'm, I don't know. I, you, all you have to do is be there when someone calls. You don't have to have the answers. It's okay to say, I don't know. I learned that in Narcotics Anonymous. And I'm telling you what, to say I don't know to people, it's life-changing. I do it at work all the time. I'm the general manager of a restaurant. You know what I mean? People come to me asking questions all the time. And I'd say, I don't know the answer to that. Why don't we go look together? It changes the dynamic. Because what people want is you to answer so that they don't have to take responsibility. And Narcotics Anonymous said, that's not how this works. You can't get your sponsor to make all the decisions. He's gonna help you make the decision for yourself. That's how this is gonna work because you're gonna buy in. You're gonna buy into this decision-making for your life. Because before I got here, the dope dealer was making all the decisions for me. He said, meet me at this place at this time. And I was there and he wasn't. And he said, I'll be there in an hour. I'll be there in two hours. I'll be there in three hours. And nine hours later, I'm still standing there waiting on him. And he's made all the decisions for my life. And Narcotics Anonymous said, That's, that, that doesn't work. You've got, to, you've got to start making some decisions for yourself. The third uh, empathy that, I, that we were talking about is compassionate. And they describe that as feeling other people's emotions and being moved to action, right? So seeing a need and then getting up off my ass to fill that need. And look, that happens all the time in our meetings. Somebody says, I can't, you know, I can't get to the meeting. I'll, you, you know, I've heard this a million times. Hey, I'll come pick you up, you know, be on the corner. I'll be outside. I'll pick you up. We'll make it to right. the meeting. That's, that's the, that's the empathy right there. Look, everybody is capable of doing this in our fellowship. And when you come in, you're not capable. You're just trying to receive it and, and, and let it be okay. And then at some point you start to heal, you start to heal and you want to do it as it has been done to you. Hmm. And that is the circle. That's the circle that we complete when we, uh, you know, do our first 12-step call with someone else. When we go with our sponsor and help him pick up somebody. When we run to the meeting to be there early to help set up the chairs or, you know, uh, you know as we're doing is setting up the microphones now for our uh, hybrid meeting. You know, 
when we, there was a guy who walked in the other day and he was he called me I'm coming and he was there and he he was there early an hour early and he stayed an hour late mm -hmm. and he's not going to get high that night because of that and Paul let me interject something here too I yeah. want our listeners to know that you're not just spitting this like this is like you're pulling from your experience man and it gives me a lot of hope and I want to tell you, like, I, you know, I got clean in 2000, right? Southwestern PA. And, and, and I heard some fabulous speakers, very charismatic. Um, the one gentleman passed away. But if you look through the, the NA history, you can see his name's Dick F. And, and, and he kind of helped NA kind of spread to the Northeast and stuff. And he was one of those speakers. It was like, damn, you know, an hour went by. It's like in two seconds, you know, that type of deal. And, and, and I've been real fortunate, man, to, you know, we're blessed in this program, aren't we? Like there's some yeah. powerful speakers and, and, and bro, I have to tell you, when you start talking, man, you're one of the guys that I lean into and I listen um, just a little bit extra, man, you know, because I, like, I, I know that you're living this out and I, I want our listeners to know that too, is like, you know, Paul's home group, Open Minds went to a hybrid this past week. And, and I don't know if it was an hour or 50 minutes, something like that before, you know, I just dropped in to kind of check and see, you know, how you guys are doing with the setup. And you're there, man. You're there setting up, moving the microphone, checking to see if this is working, if that's working. And, and you're and, and and it's dude, it's it's cool to know, man, like with 20. So you got 25 cakes, right? That's and, right. And, it, and it's and, it, and it's just it gives me hope. Yeah. And that look, man, we're still showing up. We're still showing new people. Hey, look, no, man, we get here early. We set the damn meeting up so you can come in five minutes late, have caught, you know, do whatever. But we're here. Come right. do do what we're doing. Right. And, and look, you saw it. I'm sitting next to my sponsor who's got 32 years and he's the other guy sitting at the table with me trying to get the microphone set up. So there are people in front of me who are still coming to meetings early, still helping set up, still being involved. And that meeting has a whole bunch of people with over 30 years and they're still doing the deal. And I need to continue to do the deal. And look, this doesn't, this is, this is always about using. This is always about using and me not using, but it's so much more nowadays. I shared last night, I went to lunch with some friends of mine yesterday. I've known them for 40 years and we all used in the eighties. We all used. Now, all of us are not using anymore because we're in our sixties, okay? But I'm the only one at the table who has a program, right? And they are worried about end of life stuff. What do they sit around and they're retired and they're watching TV all day. And they say, what do you do? And I say, I go to meetings. I'm doing the podcast tomorrow night. I'm going to an H&I meeting this evening and blah, blah, blah. And they just look at me like incredulous, like what? Why are you doing all that? And I thought to myself, I'm doing that because I don't want to act like I'm 60. I want to be the youngest, best version of myself. And that means being graceful in my old age. That's not trying to hide that I'm 60 because I say it all the time, but it's acting youthful and being energized. And look, you are energized by empathy to bring this back, right? It is in the connections of Narcotics Anonymous that I am most energized. When I sit on the phone with a newcomer who is 
trying desperately to figure out a way to just make it another day clean. When I'm sitting there and I'm not telling him how to do it, I'm just sitting listening to this guy. I, it energizes me. I don't know what it does for him, but I know that it energizes me and I need that. I don't wanna sit around and watch television. I wanna be involved in the world. I want to feel feelings even though they are overwhelming sometimes, even though they make me cry in public, even though they embarrass me sometimes, I wanna feel feelings because that's what, that's what I didn't have before I came to Narcotics Anonymous. I didn't have feelings, I was numb. Oh, hey, brother, you know, one of the one of the most powerful things, man, that you that I've heard you say really touched my spirit. You're talking about and I won't you know, you you can jump into this as much as you want, you know, whatever level of transparency you want to throw out. But you were telling this story about how you couldn't make it to your mom's dinner table right for a certain holiday because you had other commitments in the quarter going on. Yeah, and, I was, um, I was and to hear that's I was answering a phone for a, an escort service that ran hookers and hustlers to John's in the French Quarter. And I thought that it was more important to answer the phone, the two Christmases before I got clean, I thought it was more important to answer the phone so that those people could get their tricks than it was to be at my mother's table, Christmas table. And that's, and I'm an only child, so, you know, it's not like I could disappear amongst six other brothers and sisters. I'm an only child. There was a gaping hole at her, at her dinner table. And that's how messed up my thinking was and how unempathetic I was. Like I didn't, it didn't dawn on me what it would do to her. That's, that's where my addiction led me to is that I didn't even care that the people who loved me most in the world were being affected by my using. The and great then, you know, you, you, you lay that, Paul, you know, you lay that as the backdrop, right? right. You lay that as the, as the backdrop of you now, which is, you know, when, when, when I ask you, hey, bro, can you record a pocket? Yep, how are we going to make it work? Hey, can you come back and be a returner guest? Yep, how are we going to make it work? Can you meet every Tuesday night to record the basic thing? Yep. How are we going to make it work? You, yeah. you, and you, you're setting up the hybrid meeting for your home. Yep. Let's get it together, man. How are we going to make it work? Like now you're, you, you're showing up and people depend on you. And I just think, man, I, that's powerful, man. Yeah. It's, it, it's powerful to put that on the backdrop of the guy who say, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta serve this power, answer this phone and serve this power. I can't show up for my mom to yeah. see what you're at 25, you know, 25 years later, man, it's like you, it's just a powerful statement, man. And, 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 the, and the good news is, is at the end of her life, she died in 2015. She lived mm. with me and I took care of her. I paid her bills. I uh, drove her to dialysis and, mm. and I was present. I was present to hear her say, I love you. I love you just before she died. Now, Nobody, nobody can take that away. And it still brings me to tears. And I am happy to have those tears. That is the empathy that I was looking for when I walked into Narcotics Anonymous, is that I wanted to be able to be present for people who love me. Mm. And I learned that in here. And so wherever you are, 
if you're just walking in and going, I, I you know, I've, I've really messed it up with, with people that I love and the people who love me. There is always ways to fix it, even if they've passed away, even if they've passed away, there are ways to fix it. It's not easy, it's step work, you gotta do it, but it doesn't happen, it's not a light switch, it's a dimmer switch, it, 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 <laughs> it takes time, it doesn't just magically stop. But you, if you're walking in and you think, I have screwed this up so badly, I can't ever fix it, that is a lie you're telling yourself because there is a way and it's through the steps and it's through meetings and it's through sponsorship and it's through all of these things, all of these tools that we use not to get high with. Like there's so much more. There's so much more than just not using, but not using is the first thing. Right. So stop <laughs> right. Using, if you're using, stop using first. That's it the did get busy. Right, right. <laughs> all right, brother. Look, let, let's transition to this last question. Let me, let me, um, you know, we, we have some listeners who, who are new, right. Who are, who are tuning in and, and one special group is this institution in Huntington, um, in West Virginia, their counselor, um, is playing the podcast for them every day. And so I want to shout, shout out, out to, to those folks, man. Yeah, man, they're doing it right. So, so it's really cool. Uh, if you could take a second, man, could, could, what would you like to say that those folks are just getting clean, man, they're starting on this journey. Um, let's end the episode, you know, say something to them and then, and then we're going to uh, close it up. So it, it, it's overwhelming. It can be a little overwhelming, but if you're in this facility, I assume that you've stopped using. And if you haven't, you might want to think about it. Um, but once you stop, there's a whole world that's waiting for you. And we need you just as much as you need us. We need mm -hmm. you to come in here and be a part of. Because if I have to look at Douglas's face for the next 20 years, we're gonna lose it. We need, we need new blood. Doug's cute though, but I need new faces to come in here and be a part of. Because I'm, I'm 60. You know what, if I'm, if I'm still running around doing all of this at 70 and 80, it's gonna be really bad. I need some new people to come in here and give us the hope shot that we need. We need to know that this still works and mm -hmm. you can do that for us. But here's what, what I need you to do. I need you to just let us love you. And I know it's uncomfortable. You don't trust anybody when you come in. You've been in a world where letting people love you Got, you got taken advantage of, you got hurt, you got stepped on, you get all kinds of reactions to that. But we want you to come into our meetings and we want you to let us just have a chance to love you back to health so that you can do the same thing to the next person coming in. Mm -hmm. And you can do this. That's the great part about Narcotics Anonymous is that this is available to everyone. So you are not more messed up than anybody else in that room you're sitting in right now. You are able to get this. Not everybody will, but you, you in particular are able to get this. If you do some simple things, go to meetings, 90 meetings in 90 days, read the literature, get a sponsor, go to, you know, uh, uh, open up, be authentic, tell the truth, all of those things and look and let it be okay to not know. 
It's okay to not know everything. Because if you know everything about everything, you'll never learn anything new. Hey, Doug, I just want to take a minute just to say thanks to behind the scenes, because without these two ladies uh, work on our behalf, this would not happen. So it's Hannah and Amy. I just want to give them a shout out. They're doing all kinds of behind the scenes work and they don't get the, the recognition. I just want to thank them for their hard work in keeping this rolling. So thanks, ladies. Yeah, they're fabulous. Good job, Ames. <laughs> Good job, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.